feeding. It's on page 67. Notice that the fear, the word fear is bracketed alongside the difficulties of Mr. Brown, Ms. Jones, the employer, and the wife. This short word somehow touches every aspect of our lives. It was an evil and corroding thread. The fabric of our existence was shot through with it. It set in motion trains of circumstances which brought us misfortune we felt we didn't deserve. But did we not? Well, I'll say so. But did not we ourselves set the ball rolling? Sometimes we think fear ought to be classed with stealing. It seems to cause more trouble. We revered our we reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment in connection with them. We asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance had failed? Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't fully, it didn't go far enough. Some of us had great self-confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. When it made us cocky, it was worse. Perhaps there's a better way. We think so, for we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role he assigns, just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him. Does he enable us to match calamity with serenity? That's the reading. Great, Kurt. Um, welcome, everybody. If you're new, um, welcome. Uh, you know, of course, this is a fear inventory. And uh, obviously, what I feel most people are contending with is mental anxiety. Yeah the fear of our basic condition, which is we're dependent on outside things, food and shit like that, clothing and shelter and a sense of belonging and love and all these things that aren't in our control, uh, give the head a field day. Yeah, so the head has a huge amount of house money to play with, so to speak. And then it, I feel it just uh, mutates that that uh, underlying fear that everyone, everything lives in, in a sense, and just uh, enlarges it to great, to great lengths, you know, to great uh, huge proportions. So I feel even when we're speaking about what's defeating us, we're not even clear because we talk about fear, but it's really mental anxiety. Yeah, and it's the mental anxiety that really is uh, brought about by the head entertaining what's not happening, literally. So for the head to entertain what's not happening in what's happening, it has to sort of block out what's happening, <laughs> which it does pretty well, you know, to the point where you'll be at a meeting or, and someone will be completely flipping out yet no one else is in the room. So it has nothing to do with the room or the atmosphere or 
anything like that. And then when they start speaking, it's about August 18th, and the day is like August 11th. So what are you going to do with that? Yeah. There isn't any August 18th, really. So if you try to help get the person out of August 18th, which they're not actually in, it can be a reinforcement of August 18th. Yeah, so to me, uh, yeah, so uh, so he talks about it as a this fear, as a, as a thread that runs through the fabric of our existence. Now, if it's hidden, yeah, uh, you may take it to be the whole sweater, so to speak. But if you can see th that thread, and from whence it comes and what happens when it's there, what the head does with it, which is making a lot of shit out of nothing in a lot of cases, uh, you're now recognizing how self defeats us, really. It defeats us by obsessing over fear, but that obsession isn't fear, it's mental anxiety. Yeah, because fear, if you've ever been in a situation where uh there was that emotional uh response which was appropriate fear and then the adrenaline lets go and shit like that uh usually it never feels like fear you're pretty clear at that moment yeah like there's a shark in the water and you're pretty fucking clear yeah <laughs> so the mental anxiety uh doesn't even demonstrate the response that actually fear provokes, which is an alertness, you know, checking things around you, stuff like that, it produces almost like a trance. Yeah, where if let's say if there was a hypnotist and you were sort of a stubborn uh, uh, specimen, it may take a lot of repeating the trance, but now it's in the habit of we go out like in a second. Uh, it's going to be a terrible day. <laughs> I mean, the, the head's playing God and we, we just fall right in line completely. And then we're in a situation of we want to get out of what we're actually not in. So how are you going to be successful in that? You can't escape from what you're not in. It's impossible. So the head just goes off on a field day. And then uh, its solutions are from what's not happening. It's so the solutions next week don't work now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this fabric that runs through the, uh, the this thread and then it basically drives a decision based on self that sets off trains of circumstances that bring us misfortune that we don't feel we deserve. Yeah, which obviously cooks up a resentment. So it's a pretty good stew in a sense. Yeah. And then what happens is we rely on self to undo what self had, has done with us. <laughs> so we, that which produces the problem, we seek a solution from. <laughs> it's, uh, that's, the, that's the bondage of self, yes? Yeah. And what you got to see it as an activity. There isn't like, oh, uh, the bondage of self looks like you're in a dungeon and, you know, racked up with some chains it's a mental activity that has us not being available to what's happening because we're up the ass of what's not happening 
Yeah. And it's to the point because we are really the root of what's happening. We are. Yeah. We can make by entertaining what's not happening. It, it, it hides what's happening from what's actually happening. It's mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God we have sleep. So the shenanigans can be called off for a while for another fucking day. Can you imagine if it was 24 hours straight? Jesus Christ. <laughs> we go into forced relief. And so we can gird our loins for the next day. <laughs> Greeted as soon as you wake up with a false evidence forecast. It's going to suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesus, thanks. Thanks for the tip. It's going to suck. Watch out. <laughs> They're all looking to fuck with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one's had a thought about me at all. Even the person I'm probably sleeping right next to hasn't had a thought about me. I'm already I'm already uh, the center of a lot of people's attention. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. You can't get relief from the problem through the problem. You've got to see... You can't look through a mental lens to figure out the mental situation. You can't, yeah? That's a system looking at itself, yeah? It does, <laughs> which is a form of blindness, really. So we have this idea of a spiritual awakening, yeah? And really the point is that it's different than the mental condition, yeah? Because who's gonna describe what a spirit is? It's impossible, yeah? But you can describe what it ain't, which we're familiar with, which is the mental activity. So it's not a product of the mind. Yeah, like it says, you know, the problem resides in the mind. It's not coming from there. Thank God. So we're now going to listen, hopefully, to a solution that's not coming from the problem. So let's call it spirit. Yes. Higher power, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. It's the uh, what it activates the possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. So now there's when you have uh, so then when you sit down and something, let's say you have a strong uh, example in your life that something did for you what you couldn't do for yourself, nor any other human power like get sober. That's a pretty that's a pretty strong demonstration to build a new way of seeing, you know. And so now this shit that you used to take to be just the way it goes, you'll see as false evidence. Yeah. And it's not like it just turned into false evidence. It's been false evidence. Yeah. The stream, the news feed has been false evidence. Now you get to see it because you now you're not looking from the false evidence. You're seeing it from spirit. And this is the whole point of the program is for us to have a spiritual awakening or a profound personality change or whatever you want to call it, but just a shift. So we're not looking out from the problem and having all these great ideas about the problem. We see the problem from outside of it. Yeah. So immediately we're looking at the problem from the solution. That's totally different than going over ad nauseum the problem as the problem. Yeah, haven't you ever known someone who keeps going out and then part of the going out is not just getting the drinking, but then explaining why they drank. And they don't see that's part of the problem. 
your your take on the problem is the bigger problem. So I don't want to hear you talk about alcoholism. I don't. Just go to a meeting, get a commitment, and fucking do it. Yeah. I, I mean, you told me why you went out. It didn't stop anything. It didn't stop going out. It's like that professor of holes that's giving his talk from a hole. Yeah. I'm not going to give a shit about what he's saying. He's in a hole. First get out of the hole, then you can tell me about it. Yeah, but a lot of times there's a whole package deal with the problem. You have the problem and then there's the, the false solution that you've gone over it and you really know why you think you went out. It was that girl or something. And yes, you don't you think one is not the other. It's just it's just one package deal. Yeah, that's why it's difficult when someone goes over and over the same thing and but does the same shit. You, that's why you don't want to hear about it from them. You want just go get a commitment at a meeting. Yeah, just show up for a couple weeks straight. Then maybe I'll talk with you. You know, yeah, yeah. So the problem is trying to direct our solution. It's insane. So this is self reliance. So he goes here. Why is it? This is the diagnosis from the book. It just says clearly. You know, let's ask ourselves, why are we in so much fear? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? Yeah. So I would say, let's say there's this potentiality of fear, and then there's a hybrid, which is the mental anxiety. So it's sort of, it's, it's in the same stack. Yeah. But it's like cards being put into the stack. Life isn't bringing about the, the event of fear, the head is making it up yeah so it provokes the mental the mental anxiety provokes the physiological effects of fear the nervous effects of fear the emotional effects of fear without any threat without any real threat so that's the threat is the mental anxiety yeah if you want to get out of fear as it says you get out of reliance on self that's the diagnosis. They're saying fear is really an effect and the court because they're talking really about mental anxiety. Yeah. So the mental anxiety is an effect. It's not the it's, it. We look at it as a cause of a lot of shit, but it it's in an it's in the role of being an effect of the cause, which is self-reliance. So you've gotten to the exact diagnosis. Yeah. Self-reliance has failed us. That's why this mental anxiety constantly has a field day, because we have great faith in self, which has failed us. So even though all that it's told us has brought us to this condition, we still keep listening to it about our condition. Yeah. Yes or no, it's true. Yeah. It constantly keeps, without even asking it, it gives us diagnoses all day. Yeah. And then projections, you got a month to live or whatever, some bullshit thing. This relationship has no chance because you're unlovable or whatever. Yes, so it's just constantly, constantly putting layers on layers on layers of stuff where we don't even know really the exact nature of the wrong because we're identified as the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, what a great plan. What would, what would be a great plan 
to avoid uh, inspection in the world of vampires is Dracula to hunt vampires. So yeah, oh, Dracula joins the hunt to get the vampires being the father of all vampires. It's, it's hidden in plain sight. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel humbly, humbly, and this is only through observation and grace that was made available through sobriety. I humbly believe the mental state, this is where I don't, I don't agree with some of the things they say or the way they say them. I don't believe, did we not ourselves set the ball rolling? I do not believe we set the ball rolling. I believe the mental state set the ball rolling. Yeah, this is one thing I don't see a clarity around. I don't, do not believe I manufacture a misery. I believe I'm like a factory that can manufacture misery based on who's running the factory. I could build a tank, I could be a tank or I could be a car. It matters who's running the show, yes? I'm very clear about this. I feel this is the root of the problem, is an act of being identified as the parasite, yeah? Or as this idea of self. I think that's the root of it. And we're not in the act of being identified as self. We're listening to the head that's constantly in the act of being identified as self. And we've taken ourselves to be the head listening to it. Yes, seriously. And I feel that's why it's so important, the spiritual awakening. It's the primary purpose, other than helping other alcoholics, is a spiritual awakening. So that we can have a new pair of glasses and look at the same old, same old and see something in there. That's what happens in an inventory. When you look at your role in things, you're going to see self's role in things. You are. If, you have a, if you've heard a certain understanding, you'll be looking for something else than just your role in things. You'll see, hey, wait a minute. Yeah? I sort of act just like Jim, Bill, Mary, Sue. Yes? So all these things that seem to be my defects of character seem to be shared by a lot of motherfuckers. Yeah? So maybe they're not actually mine. Yeah. Maybe they're expressing through me just like they're expressing through Kurt and Michael, but it would be a mistake to keep calling them mine. Yeah. When it's actually derived from this disease, this preoccupation with this idea of self. Because doesn't it, when you look at that statement in page 64, being convinced self, singular, singular, Manifested in various ways has defeated us, collective, yes? So there's many of us, but that which has defeated us is in, of one strain, yeah? One. It has finite characteristics, and most of us express them when we're taken over by it, yeah? So by looking at our role in things, we're going to see its role in things, hopefully. And if you do, you're going to keep seeing its role in things, and then that which you see after you do four and five is brought into six and seven. That's the process. Yeah. You don't start dealing with what you see. You realize you can't deal with it and you bring it to step. Hey, I'm hum- I, I'm entirely ready to have this removed. Yes. I mean, it's an old, it's like a flat tire for 30 years. Yes. It's I'm ready. All right. And I ask this power to take reconfigure it, make it something else, because the head has made it into a noose or a knot. Here's the rope. 
of life and then let the higher power change it. Take it out of the noose and the knot and maybe it'll put to better use. And I have seen over time, that's what happens. Yeah, I, ne I never know how it's going to configure the rope, but it's gonna undo the old configuration. Yeah. So I have faith in that. So when I see what this shit that I'm not, I bring it to six and seven. And if it had a time where it acted out, I look at it if I need to make any amends. And now in most cases, it doesn't really ever, the incubation gets thwarted so it doesn't get born, you know? I don't fucking do anything where I have to do a nine, yeah? So it basically, it goes four, five, six, seven, and not much into eight or nine, which is cool. Yeah, I'm, I'd rather stay out of eight and nine, <laughs> if possible. Yeah, but that's through my that's through clarity about four, five, six, and seven. Yeah, I feel if I go four or five, and then I try to deal with six and seven. With I try to do six and seven, Paul, then I usually have end up avoiding a nine. <laughs> I don't want, I've done something that I'm not feeling good about and I want to just avoid the person or shit. Yeah. Hope the elephant decreases in size instead of increases in size. That's breathing in the room. <laughs> but if I can start when I see alcoholism as not me, uh, it's much easier to put out the garbage. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Completely. Because, you know, the ownership of resentment can give a resentment a life for 50 years. Yeah. I've never seen a resentment, a, a, a wild resentment really last that long. A domesticated, my resentment can be 60 years. <laughs> I mean, what's giving it the life but me? Yeah. Really, what's giving it life? I think that life could go to better uses, you know, maybe allowing me to be maximum use to myself and others instead of just being right and alone. Yeah. So let's see where the ends here. Sorry, I'm just riffing off here, but uh, where we go. Yeah, we reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment in connection with them. We asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance has failed us? Yeah, I mean, pretty clear diagnosis. So if self-reliance is seen from page 64, that from the us, in other words, we're not self, yeah? So it's the us relying on self. It's not me, Paul, self relying on self. It's us relying on self. How does that look? It feels like self is relying on self. <laughs> and so when I run into the, the inexorable uh, fact of self can't get out of self, I beg to differ as Paul. Yeah, Paul, yeah because that's the, that's the personalization of self, is the feeling of Paul. And Paul is driven by this fact that it can get out of self, which has been proven impossible, but it's not willing, it just doesn't hear it. Yeah. If, if one way didn't work, you just back up and you try another way. Yeah. 
Yet, yet you could look at all of that activity as self trying to get out of self. Yeah, so, yeah. See, if you finally admit you're the fish caught in the net, you'll realize you're not the fish. But if you keep acting like you're not the fish, you're always caught in the net. <laughs> so, yeah, so. I wish it would be nice just to get a little clearer of anxiety and fear as something different. Because I can't handle when people keep talking to me, I'm in fear today. They're not in fear, they're in mental anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Go in the water and then see that triangular aluminum color fin. I was in fear in the, at the, in the ocean when I saw that shark. I was complete adrenaline flush and the only thought i had was i'm gonna give him my bad bad leg first it's like a toothpick so let's see what will happen maybe he'll move on there'll be no meat on that bone <laughs> just got swimming got on the beach was drenched that was fear yeah this thing of walking around completely obsessed with what you think with great faith is going to be a conclusion of something that's not even happened is not fear. That's mental anxiety. Yeah. You want to get rid of the anxiety, follow it back to its source, mental. Yeah. Where does the problem reside? Mind. Yes. Where's the solution? Not there. (laughs) Call it spirit. It doesn't matter. Personality change. It's not from there. Yeah. So you're not going to think yourself out of what you thought yourself in, obviously. So there's a great news. There's a solution. Yeah. The program of AA will have pro- produce a, uh, a change over the 12 uh, step process. Something is going to change for most of us. There's a release from that wanting to drink, which is fucking awesome. Some people know they still have that urge, but now they have a way to not to act out on it. But a lot of us, you get freed from that obsessive drive. Yeah. And then basically the whole process is really losing interest in self. And when you do, then you gain interest in others. You look at how you can contribute to life. And then basically that energy that was enslaving you in the day with the mental anxiety that now that faith now is enriching your day i mean it's pretty cool eh? and you can respond to what's happening instead of constantly reacting to what's not happening you can respond to what's happening which is what's happening pretty much disqualifies what's not happening (laughs) it's a pretty good argument against what's not happening to being awake in what's happening. <laughs> when you're a when you're a denizen in that mental state, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So false evidence. We're in false evidence as Paul, and therefore we don't see the difference between false evidence or whatever. Yeah. So the head just keeps presenting. Oh shit. Well, we all know it. I mean, really. I mean, whatever was driving me, drove me to such lengths. I mean, it was the most, it was the most severe urge that I've ever been under. 
that urge to get out of what I wasn't in really. Yeah, I would do anything. I would pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now, anything. And with that believing in that mental anxiety, I was in a lot of discomfort that wasn't being produced by anything that was going on around me. It was all manufactured. I'm not gonna, I do not believe I did that, I don't. I believe I was under its sway, but I wasn't the one that was the, I wasn't the tyrant in this equation, yes? I was that which was defeated. I wasn't the defeatee, so to speak, or the defeater. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks, Kurt. Very cool. Thanks, Paul. You know, I, you know I'm really glad you brought uh, like a clarity to this if, where it says, but did we not ourselves set the ball rolling? It's more like, did we not, did, but did not we did not self set the ball rolling yeah. you see know? but then in most cases we have self as ourself yes so this is the only thing this is one of the points we're changing based on the fact of the uh a vision for us that this thing is going to constantly download stuff to us and people who come after are going to add on to it well this is just an adding on to the diagnosis of the nature of the wrong seriously yeah. And it, it's very reflective to that point in we agnostics where I say when we became alcoholics crushed by a self-imposed crisis, it's not a crisis I caused, it's the imposition of the self I couldn't get rid of. Yes. And people would say irritable, restless, and discontent is like a, that's the nature of this condition of self. Well, and the thing is, you can't get rid of it as it. Yeah. See, this is the dilemma unless you kill yourself. And that's not a, that's a, a terminal answer for a temporary thing, right? Yeah, right. But it can bring us to that extreme. Yeah. But just, yeah, we can't get rid of it. That's the dilemma because we're identified as it. If you're not identified as it, the possibility of being free from it is readily available. It is. Yeah. You may need more understanding or shit like that, but a new possibility has appeared, which is super clear. I'm not that, therefore I can be free from it, yes. Yeah. It's the identification as it, which is really handcuffs us. So we just try to be free as it, yeah. yeah. Or try to rehabilitate it so we can have some, you know, not flip out at the next July 4th picnic and shit. Yeah, we, it's, it's sort of like, uh, you know, it's the rusty handcuffs and the gold handcuffs. They're still handcuffs, right? Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, the handcuffs can keep appearing, but you're not captive anymore. Yeah. See, this isn't about removing the handcuffs. The head is going to act as if yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not going to convince it otherwise. It'll, maybe it'll, you'll, it'll say it's a spiritual self, but it's still going to be this idea of this, yeah? So all that can appear, but it doesn't have to have enough, at least the effect of it will be diminished severely. So you will travel lighter. Yeah. Any hands, you guys? Oh, we got Kerry. Kerry's got his hand up. And mute. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning, everyone. Kerry, um, alcoholic. Um, just a quick share. I just um, touch on the very last sentence of the reading. <clears throat> 
just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity with serenity? So yeah, for me, that really, that's pretty cool because my life was a lot of calamity, right? <clears throat> and uh, as long as I do what I think I'm supposed to do, which I don't have a clue, but I just keep doing it, um, I'm a lot more serene. And uh, yeah, for sure, with, uh, with not drinking or, or getting high, <clears throat> my life definitely became better. And I want to thank Paul again for this venue. I love coming here. I love, uh, I can't believe I love AA now. That's so crazy, man. I hated it. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was just, I, uh, <clears throat> I didn't, I didn't believe in any of that stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, Cause I really relied on myself and uh, I was really angry at the time, man. I um, totally relied on myself and it got me like nowhere fast. So with that, I'm going to, I'm going to shut up and pass or whatever. Bye. <laughs> Great, bro. Thank you. Yeah. The idea of, uh, perhaps there's a better way we think so for we are now on a different basis. Yeah. So again, you could call that the spiritual awakening, but this is what the 12 steps and it's not the steps, the steps facilitate a power working in our lives. Yeah. I don't think the steps are the power. I think the higher power comes through. Yeah. Those steps. And then, you're brought to a different basis. And what's that basis? The basis of trusting and relying upon God, or whatever you want to call it, Buddha nature, you know, the Tao, doesn't matter. Yeah? We are in, a, we trust infinite God rather than our, our finite selves. So obviously, what was the prior condition? Trusting finite self. Yeah. The switcheroo was we've left the trusting finite self and now we find ourselves trusting the infinite. And then you judge the tree by the fruit, basically. Yeah. So we and then we trust we are in the world to play the role he assigns. I like to call it a seat assignment. Yes. Yeah. And this one of the seat assignments is explained in uh, step 12. Yeah. This is the agenda of recovery, which is, yeah, to help other people get sober, to practice these principles in all your affairs. And in the beginning, if you can't practice the principles in all your affairs, limit the affairs until you can, seriously. Yeah. And so we are in the world to play the role he assigns just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us. You really don't have to think much because we have a way of life with principles and suggestions yes so it we it gives us a pretty uh and then the subtlest stuff will show up yeah but you got a pretty clear direction yeah doesn't need to be much thought about it and then uh just to the extent where we do i would say we do uh what he would have us not we, what we think he would have us, but do what he would have us. I think that's what happens, yes? So first, yes, they're still relying on the thinking, but this idea of just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us, after a while, it's just to the extent that he would have us, yeah? 
isn't it? Over the years, the thinking is taken out. You're pretty clear. You've made the common mistakes and you've grown out of it. And now you're pretty much, yeah, there's no thought. The thoughts aren't needed to support anything at the moment. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he enables us to match calamity with serenity. And you could bring that right down just to the head. I'm not talking about calamity outside, but the head, the head is uh, a dualistic thing and there's calamity and serenity. Yeah. I would say serenity is uh, a common cloud in let's say the sky of the infinite and calamity is usually the weather front in the sky of the mental, the self. Yeah. So we're ma- we're going to match the calamity of self with the serenity of the infinite. I'm completely clear that the serenity wins. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. That's one of the good things to have old people in AA, older because they can tell you and, and tell you, yeah. Yeah, perhaps there's a better way. This is it. Yeah. So the serenity that's here outmatches the calamity that's not here, basically, yes? So you really get clear about what's not happening. And there's a lot of relief there, seriously. I mean, seriously, because, uh, you know, I'm just sharing it from observation. I'm sharing exactly how I was seeing it, yeah? Which is this predominance of what's not happening overriding what's happening, yeah? And so in what's not happening, anything can happen. So the head can have a field day. In what's happening, not everything can happen, but it has one quality, what's not happening doesn't have, which is it's happening. So basically, it's truly an anchor in the storm of calamity because it's actually happening. Remember, they always used to tell us, look down and see where your feet are, yeah? Yeah, it's that simple little thing could just locate you in what's happening. Yeah. And then once you enter, you never left. But once you recognize what's happening, there's a nice breath, a deeper breath. And yeah, a possibility is available. Yeah. That's not available in what's not happening. Yeah. So the, the solution of freedom from what's not happening resides in what's happening now. God is a present tense verb, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Presence means exactly that. The presence of God is the overriding uh, <laughs> perpetual verbing. Yeah. So <laughs> and after a while, in the game of calamity and serenity, you see you're on the winning side and then assurance builds up, doesn't it? So a lot of things that would blow your little imagined house down don't. Yeah, because you've you've been in that wind and you recognize nothing that was substantial got moved. Yeah. Yeah. So the boogeyman doesn't scare you anymore. But the boogeyman will constantly keep appearing, but it doesn't scare you. And it actually can be a source of comedic relief, really. Yeah. Oh, you're never going to be loved. 
some some insane shit. <laughs> so yeah. So yes, perhaps there's a better way. I think we're all leaning that way today. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's how, how hard is it to lean? You know. I mean, the scars, the car's going this way. It's it's producing the leaning anyway. You know, you just lean into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no turning point. Something already did the turn. You're just leaning into it. <laughs> Almost sort of like surfing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go right on a left wave. Yeah. It just doesn't work well. It's just going to get hit with the the whitewash immediately. But if you go left on a left a left breaking wave, it's a nice beautiful ride. Yeah. It's the same wave, same force, but if you go one way, your little get wiped out quickly. And then if you go the other way, it's a beautiful ride. You don't believe you get into the habit of going left on left waves? Of course you do. You outgrow going right on left waves. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. 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 I mean, we can learn. We're, we're just barely at two levels above a coconut, let's say, but we can learn over time. And so life, <laughs> life teaches us and that leaning gets sort of set. Yeah, you just lean this way and now it's set. It's, you're in the habit of being sober. Yeah, so basically what happens, you're gonna probably uh, come up with, against it in the habit of being sober. Yeah, yeah, it's nice, very nice. Doesn't it free you from a lot of shit? Seriously. Literally. I mean, it's unbelievable how much uh, availability is available. Yeah. So, all right. Anyone? Yeah, we got Jesse. Jesse's got his hand up. All right. Where's Jesse? Yes. Sorry, just un just unmuting. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a question. So, you know, I've listened to a couple of your talks. I've I've talked to Kurt, and uh, clearly, the thing you you guys are talking about is a, is a big shift in orientation. Um, you know, from my understanding, that the twelve steps are sort of being tied into a non dual approach. I guess my question is. Can this shift happen incrementally? You know, like like it says in the spirit spiritual appendix. Yeah. Or is it something or do you have to have some kind of, you know, crazy flip where, you know, that we hear about when we're watching non-dual teachers, like, oh, one day I something happened and all of a sudden I realized I'm not this and I'm that. Can it happen bit by bit? Because I I've just never had that big flash. I've got yes, glimpses. Can. Okay. But it doesn't happen. It 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 just more gets revealed. It's already so. So more gets revealed and you are the expression of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like there's more, but it's just, it's just the infinite being revealed probably better slowly because it may blow your head up. Yeah. 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 A lot of people, they, they should watch out what they ask for because <laughs> they may not be ready in a sense. So, yeah, I don't believe, uh, an event is 
is one of the possibilities, yet that which the event is of is always eventful. So, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So I think the expression of it can go slower or quicker. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change the fact that you're awake. Yeah. Inherently, we're awake, not as Paul, but we're awakeness. I mean, who decides to look in the morning? Yeah. Do I feel like, okay, I, I'm blind at eight o'clock and then I got to, all right, I'm going to start looking at 8.30. No, no. Just, yeah. You can feel something. There's an awakeness behind the eyelids. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just fucking on. <laughs> yeah. You're in the, you are consciousness in contact, really. Yeah. One of the contacts is with this. And the head says, then this is what's in contact, but it isn't. It's one, it's something that gets contacted through consciousness. Yeah. So consciousness is in contact with this, this experience and everything. Now, the mental state likes to say, this is what's conscious. But if you've ever seen someone you knew as a dead body, you probably get a strong hit that that wasn't Uncle Fred, because without the animation, the body is seen as not Fred. <laughs> it is. It's just, a, I mean, I wasn't looking for that. I got slapped when I was nine years old at my Uncle Fred's funeral. I was brought up to the casket. I looked in. Something's just said, that ain't Uncle Fred. <laughs> because that which I thought was Uncle Fred, which was, let's say, the consciousness, I'm thinking is Paul. So I thought Uncle Fred's body was that which was conscious. But when I saw the body without the consciousness, it was obvious that wasn't Uncle Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the stubbornness in the head here uh, is pretty stubborn. So no matter how much evidence you get to the contrary, it keeps telling the story that you're the one that's doing everything. You're the one that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, yet you can't describe how you see, hear, feel, taste, or touch at all. You have, you're just, yeah. <laughs> uh, for the camera to think it's is making all the pictures, it has to deny the light, yeah? So this is what happens. This is like the camera box and then the light of spirit looks through it. But the head being a part of the camera box says it's the camera box. <laughs> I'm the one who's awake. I'm the one who did this. I'm the one who's seeing this. Yeah, and it's just, uh, it's not true. So a lot of shit happens. Yeah. It's a drag, you know, usually there's an idea that if you own something or have something, it's sort of subservient to you. Tell me that's how you feel about the head's activity. <laughs> I don't believe so. You have thoughts when you never want to have them. <laughs> or thoughts have you. Yeah. You don't seem. <laughs> I mean, all that you own doesn't listen to you much. <laughs> because it's not you. Yeah. My feeling. So I feel the best attitude and outlook for an action figure is to feel like it can be directed. Yeah, even though it's a director of many, many people, it can still feel like it's being directed. 
So I, that's the, that's the sense of, uh, I like that sense as a way of traveling here. So AA proved to me or not the higher power did. Yeah, I sort of got struck sober and it was clear that, you know, my mother wanted me to stop. The state wanted me to stop. I wanted nothing. No human power could do it, but something did. And base everything's everything after that has been based on that principle, that idea. So it says you suddenly realize that this power did for you what you can't do for yourself. Well, after suddenly realizing that quite a lot, what what's a, an appropriate reaction? Well, expand on what you can't do for yourself. <laughs> Throw it all in there. <laughs> and see if something else doesn't do a better job. <laughs> and you, you'll have to begrudgingly, your head will have to begrudgingly admit, yeah. I did it once, you know, I went into a program for two years, Delancey Street in San Francisco, 85 to 87. And I graduated there with flying colors. And uh, when I left, I didn't like the lady who ran it or a lot of shit, but I had to begrudgingly admit my life looked better with them running it than it ever did with me running it. So I, I was introduced to the spirit of the third step very early. Yeah, I realized, uh, <laughs> I'm not managerial quality. So, so uh, yeah. <laughs> and the quicker I realized that, the better off I was. It took a while, but I was thoroughly convinced. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, the idea of, you know, even in AA, they ran into that because Bill W. shared his story the white light in the hospital. Yes. And then they had to make a big correction because people were thinking that was the only way everywhere and everything will express you know, through me. It can do anything it wants. So the same thing with people who speak, you know, in non-duality. They say something and innocently and then people's head goes, well, that hasn't happened to me yet. So I'm completely disqualified from what they're talking about. No, the inherent condition is we are spirit let's say, yeah, that's the true condition. We're going through experiences of a lot of conditions, yeah, usually derived from a mental stance, which is off, yeah. So we're traveling heavier where we could travel lighter. We have that possibility, but we can't travel lighter as that which is producing the traveling heavier. It just doesn't work. We like to, but it doesn't work. So you gotta come to grips with that and, fit yourself around the circumstances instead of trying to fit them around you all day, as it says in our book. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, it's, you know, sometimes would it, so let's say you see a flower that's always bloomed. Yes. Now what a beautiful piece of art would be the flower budding, taking its time, opening slowly, and then blooming, yes? So time is an exquisite, uh, it brings out an art of living in some respects. The beauty can be, the beauty of waiting for that bud to open is incredible, yeah? So this thing that is not of time, when it expresses through time, it can express its expression slowly or quickly. Yes. It's not the one that's going to be
be the effect of it to say what's the cause of it. Yeah. 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 That's humility, really. <laughs> so, yeah. More gets revealed. Even about that which is always revealed at all times, more gets revealed. Yeah. That's the, that's the art of time. Yeah. The art can slowly do a, a like a whole, a slow strip, strip tease of the emperor with no clothes. <laughs> but once you see the emperor with no clothes, no matter how many wardrobes and clothes it puts on, you still see the emperor with no clothes. Hopefully that's the point of being convinced. Yes. That is a, that is an important point for us to arrive at being convinced of certain things. So the debates over and yeah. Yes. Because the head loves to have the, the imagined field day of, uh, well, it could be something. Yes. It's love when it's great when, uh, you run into that stop and you get out of the car. (laughs) You just abandon that and move on. Yeah. So, being convinced is a very incredible description in our book. Yes. It's very important. It's put in very important places. And in page 64, it says being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. If you are what being convinced, uh, we are now going to look at its common manifestations. And then the next paragraph is resentment. So, from that view, resentment is a manifestation of self in our lives. Yeah. Why would you keep calling it yours? It's not. You're not the owner of the resentment. The resentment has you. You don't have it, really. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's fundamental, but it's uh, it's powerful. Yeah. A fundamental uh recognition of something even before the practice of the program happens yeah yeah seeing that i really believe the head we're always drawn up into the head the attention and interest and every time the head is in the act of being identified as self yeah it's either remembering a day years ago and it pictures you as a body or it's worrying about a future day and you're pictured as a body. Basically, to it, to its system, you're a body. You are. You're a long-lasting, independent, separate thing that has its own thoughts, its own feelings, its own things, and it's the doer and the owner of everything that comes through the body. Yeah. Yeah. So even though a virus causes you to be ill and you miss work, the head produces guilt about you missing work because you're supposed to be the doer. Yes. You don't recognize alcoholism is like a virus, a disease. It's a mental one though. You don't see it as a thing. Yeah. But it presents us as a thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So self-reliance has failed us. Yeah, being convinced of that is a great, a great moment, really. Yeah, because and then giving an eye, hopefully, 
this is like these meetings are like sharing glasses, yes? So that maybe you can see self-reliance. I don't mean a big billboard, but the activity of it right where you are right now. See, so much of the activity is self-reliance. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That brings a lot of information and it's not, and it's not this, the self-knowledge that avails us nothing. It's knowledge of self that's valuable. Yeah. So then you get a feeling that works for you of what self-reliance is and what it isn't. And then you have the intimacy of being at the effect of the infinite power. You start really being able to see a, a, a very well-defined contrast between what used to the old employer and the new employer, you do, yeah, yeah. But you need a you need a description of the old employer because it will present itself as the new employer every fucking day. <laughs> and what it does if it's in the mailroom doesn't go doesn't have much consequence. If it's running the fucking corporation, it has a lot of consequences. You want it to be in the mailroom. <laughs> Keep an eye on it. <laughs> then you become like a free range alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, not bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, got the other hand. This is very nice. It's very good, these meetings, because it builds a certain stuff up. You can taste it almost. Yeah. And after a while, if you eat like 50 different things, but there's one distinctive taste in it, you're on to something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right, Kurt. Thanks, Jesse. Any other hands? It's uh, 1132. You want to wrap it up here? You want to go yes, a little further? Uh, yeah, so okay. I like the chimes. The chimes are nice today. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say goodbye to everybody. Kurt, once again, thank you for everything, Kurt. You're yeah, man. Kurt is uh, yeah, very good. Face very, very substantial. Michael Stacy also. Yes. Carrie, well, Carrie, uh, no, Carrie's great. Thank you, Carrie. Carrie has got a heart of gold. He does. Very nice. He treated us very well when we were in Hawaii. We got Robert C. Nice to see you, Robert. There. Samuel, nice to see you again. Yes, just keep eating it up, Samuel. Yeah. Deborah, as always. There's uh, the Gail, yes. She lives in the neighborhood of the Pink Cloud. Yes. I love coming here because it's like, I see other people on the cloud and I like the company. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. There's never any overpopulation concerning the Pink Cloud. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Yes, yes. 
It's big enough to fit us all. <laughs> Thank you, Gail. Thank you for that. And we got, uh, here they are, Alex and Jacob. Jacob and Alex, yes? Which came first? Let's see. There we go. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> nice to see you guys. All's well, Jacob? Yes? Great, great. Ah, I can practice my uh, my recognition. It's it's Howley. Howley. Yeah, see? Yeah. I've been arrested in a few alleys. That's why I can remember. Howley, I can. One of my one of my great boneheaded moves was to run from the cops down a dead end or an alley. That was an, that was spectacular results. <laughs> Got my ribs broken. <laughs> so Ali, I'll, I'll remember it. Thank you. Thanks for your share last night. Roman, as always. It's going to be this, it's going to be I day soon. Italy. Yes. Yes. Wow. Chris, nice to see Chris from Lexington. Yeah. He's our soul. He's our soul uh, ambassador. He's our soul, soul emissary in Lexington. Yeah. You mean Send me? Him me? What we can give him. Another we, got, we got Chris. Nice to see Chris. Uh, Thanks for doing these meetings, Paul. Really appreciate it. I don't know where that came from, but thank you. Yes. There's Chris. <laughs> oh, Chris. Oh, thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. It's my pleasure, truly. Uh, we got Stefan on Having Never Left. We got Al from Vegas. We got Jesse. Yes. Mickey, the matriarch. Kate, nice to see you, Kate. We've got Chris B down there. Nice to see you. Nina, as always. Christine, Amy, Jimmy R. Let's see, bored into a, a way of living. Yes. Bruce F. Yes, nice to see you, Bruce. Thanks for your share last night, Bruce. Very nice. Very nice meeting. Uh, we got Suzanne. We got Jack W. Uh, I don't see him though. We got Walker. No, Walter. Walter from the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Hey, thanks for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Thank thanks, you, Paul. Paul. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. See you guys. Bye bye. Thanks for mm -hmm. hitting my question, Paul. Have a good uh, day. Yep. Great meeting.